you ready? It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th through the 31st. Blurds, nerds, and geeks from across the universe will converge on the capital city to see celebrity guests such as The Last Dragon, Tybok, Megan Tandy, and voice actor Dave Fenoy. Hey, how you doing? I'm voice actor Dave Fenoy with a shout out to all my geeks, freaks, and urban nerds. Just want to let you know I'm going to be there and I want to meet you at the Urban NerdCon Gaming and Cosplay event. It's happening July 29th through the 31st in Montgomery, Alabama. Hope you want to meet me as much as I want to meet you. So join us by visiting TheUrbanNerdCon.net for ticket and vendor information. This will be the premier blurred event in the universe. TheUrbanNerdCon.net Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Whether it's advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded, Coping 19 provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic. We can help. Find the resources that work best for you at coping-19.org. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Hey. Hello and welcome to another live edition of the OMG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford. That's Kelvin Rozier and Kofi Hemingway. Uh, we are, <laughs> everybody's here. Kofi, you, you, you looked a little stressed and bothered like I am. We should be trading facial expressions right about now. Um, Look, so I was sitting up there like, huh? What? What? <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how I've been the last uh, the last several days. So uh, good to have everybody here. Uh, how's everybody doing, Kelvin, Kofi? How you guys doing, brothers? Well, I can't speak for my brother Kelvin, but you know, as far as myself, I've been good, and it's been the same. It's been consistent. It's been hot, 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 hot. I mean, it's normally hot in Florida, but. Bro, this summer just seemed like it's something different in the air and the atmosphere. You know, that little chill we used to do talking about it's hot, it's hot, it's hot over here. It must be a rat it must be rattlers everywhere around the country because it is hot. Lord knows it's hot. 
and um, South. you know, it's, 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 you know, the rain has been sparing. <laughs> wow. South. <laughs> hey, me but, too, though. So, so. <laughs> exactly. Nah, it's it's been, it's been crazy, bro. I, I, I'm 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 happy because I would rather it be hot than to deal with snow and craziness and stuff like that. You just have to take precautions in the heat. Well, you you uh you be safe out there, uh, teaching them kids uh tennis. Uh, you know, be 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 stay hydrated. As like they say, stay hydrated Listen, out man. there. You gotta stay hydrated, and it's something that you know they taught us at NYSP about how to stay hydrated, how to know when your fluids, your your body fluids, are telling you how you hydrated, all of that stuff. Learn that at the National Youth Sports Program on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida, where our water breaks consisted of a water hose and a water fountain. If you had <laughs> if you had one near you, you had seven seconds to drink your little water and get out the way. That was it. There you go. Calvin, uh, how you doing, my friend? Man, I am doing wonderful. I can relate to what COVID talking about because, uh, you know, I've had a couple of gigs I had to do uh, in the month of June uh outside events so uh absolutely staying hydrated and and um doing what you need to do the night before really start the hydration period early and get some good rest and and um make sure you prepare for the weather you know cover your head and and you know some some stuff that absorbs some of that wetness and so forth and avoid some of those uh adult libations um you know all that good <laughs> stuff all that good stuff helps but uh yeah, I'm doing well, man, because uh, today was my Friday. I'm, I'm going on vacation, you know, taking a little trip with the family to uh, to uh, celebrate the 4th and see, 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 see some folks, some friends and family. There you go. Congratulations. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people taking taking some time off while, while you are enjoying vacation. I will be humping uh, boxes and packing over the next... Uh, Boy, I thought you were hours. about to say something else. But uh, next seventy-two hours. All right. Oh, so All you right. finna move? You find? You find them? You moving into your fifteen million dollar mansion? Finally, okay. I, look, I, if I was, I'd have somebody. I'd be paying somebody to come get all of this and and take it with. But unfortunately, I'm the one that's having to to sell and and purge. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, we appreciate you coming in and joining us. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you like the feed. Um, give a shout out to our uh, moderator out there, Dr. Lori. I know she's already in there. See some folks already in the chat room checking in. I think Montre Bennett gets credit for being the first one in. Uh, Mary 305 comes in uh, as well. I see TDOS came in. I got a chance to meet that that brother. Um, actually lives down here in my neck of the woods. And uh, that just tells you about the popularity of the show. He recognized me in the public. So I'm like, whoa. You know, and I, uh, you know, thankfully I was, you know, wasn't dressed all crazy. But, you know, you can't do that when you go into public. So you got, got to put on a, a collar. <laughs> like when I go to public, I got to put on a yeah, collar yeah. or something. Somewhere yeah, it's not Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't go to Publix like I go to Walmart. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, shout out to everybody there in the chat rooms. I'll give a shout out to a few more people. Got a loaded show today. 
It's the end of the year. We are two days, pretty much 24, 36 hours. It's the end of the 2021-22 year. Uh, so we are closing the books on the year, talking about uh, fundraising, a big thing today. I mean, a lot of stuff going on in terms of fundraising, raising funds. It's the last day uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of change. You got extra. Look, I, I'm not in that position yet, but maybe one day when I have some extra money to, to give, it's a great time to give to your university. Uh, I know uh, I, I saw uh, something that uh, we'll be playing a little commercial a couple times during the show. I know FAMU Foundation is, uh, you know, looking for final donations. You know, you got two days, 36 hours, 20, 48 hours to give some funds. If you still have them in your pocket and you want to give to FAMU, we'll, we'll, you'll see that commercial coming up a little bit later. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Thank you for all of the likes and views, sharing it, our show with everybody. Over the past few weeks, some great discussions, things of that nature. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. There's never a dull moment with Rattler Nation. Uh, let's start the show off by talking about our Rattlers in Paris, right? Now, you know, what an outstanding performance. Uh, just one week ago, you know, the Marching 100, the, the 35 young men and women that went over to perform in the Louis Vuitton uh, fashion show. Um, uh, I think it was the oui, men's, we, oui. we, oui, oui, right. The men's line, uh, it, it was, a... there we go. Yeah. So that, that was, that was a part of the, uh, a part of the intro that you heard there. Uh, from the show, uh, just uh, and a lot of love that came out of that thing. A great performance overall. Um, I actually enjoyed watching it the second time. You know, watching it live sometimes was a bit challenging, but I enjoyed it even more the second time. What are your impressions? We'll start with you, Kofi, Mr. 100. Uh, what was your performance as you watched your brothers and sisters um, perform in France, in Paris, Paris? Wait a minute, we lost mute. Kofi there. Mute, mute, get your mute. That's all right. Come on back. Check, check. Mike, check. Gotcha. All right. All right. Look, I thought they did an amazing job. It was uh, full of energy. It was full of life. The yellow brick road, uh, the green helped the yellow brick road pop off very nice. We had a whole flag court that studied, that came from the West Coast that was a part of the routine. These guys brought it, man. They just brought a whole new flavor to what we had. Um, you know, but to see the 100 do what it does, um, bring the energy and bring the hype. You know, we weren't there to, um, you know, play Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, so to speak. But we came and they brought that energy. They brought that Florida fluff, that Florida funk, and the Florida flavor. And I thought they did an amazing job. It wasn't a big unit, but it was a typical 100 show, and every make Rattler Nation very proud. Calvin, your uh, your thoughts and comments? I echo my brother Kofi. It was awesome to see that orange and green popping off in front of uh, the VIP in the world. And 
what I loved the most was that it was the hundred, meaning that yes. they brought them over and they didn't tell them what to play and what to do. All those um, songs and and the moves that's what we see routinely out of the hundred. So they 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 were telling the world, hey, we got this great iconic brand and we want to sh- show y'all and feature y'all, you know, the world about what they do and, and, and highlight that. We started the show and we ended the show. And um, I yes. saw some clips uh, with some celebs, right? First of all, um, at, you know, Kendrick Lamar was one of the artists who participated. And I like to see him bump up, bobbing his head and vibing when the, when the hundred was coming through. But then um, I'm, today uh, on social media, I saw some, some other folks like, Justin Timberlake and uh and, and some other celebrities that were coming on how you know the, the band just brought that extra flavor to to the uh show and everything so man it, you know it, it was all over social media people still talking about it I expect that there'll be some more opportunities um of course we always trendsetters the hundred day you know but I'm sure they'll reach out some more and I just hope that we can leverage not only the popularity in terms of viewership and the brand to the world, but we can monetize it. That's the next step for us to me. Uh, we need to, we need to get some, we need to get some halftime sponsorships for the hundred and, Preach. and Preach. Uh, endowed scholarships. Why, why, why we know why we, why, why, why we out there? Absolutely, man. And, and let me, let me just say this as well. Um, you know, every brand, every band, has its own unique style and flavor um but it's not strange that kanye west the band has been on the grammys um the band has been to paris now twice um and they perform with prince you know there's there's something that the hundred brings to the table when it comes to their um their style with their dance routines, uh, their ability to bring a new measure of creativity to the table. Um, we are not trying to be like everybody else. Um, you know, I know a lot, much of the swag likes to, I want to say, um, copy a certain band from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but that's not us. So we'll leave that to the people in Jackson, Mississippi to continue to model themselves after Southern University. All right, so I just wanted to throw that little dig on out there. Shade, shade. <laughs> let me find some. Yeah, let me find my, let find my shade. Oh, hey, already, not like even. Southern University down there. Not even Louisiana. 15 minutes. Not even 15 minutes into this show. <laughs> not even 15 minutes. I'll tell you what, boy. Damn! Look, I, I was I had look, to over under at twenty, Kelvin. I had to over under you know, at twenty. I, was, I lost. Look, I was planning. I was planning on being real nice to the Jackson State people, but clearly there is something uniquely wrong with many of them. Not all of them, because many of them have good sense, <laughs> but a lot of them are really delusional. Like I am, like you people are delusional. We're gonna talk about the them. Most We're gonna talk about people them. on the planet. I am like. What is wrong? Like he did it and gave them people a million dollars. They came talking about us, talking about us. I was like, we ain't have nothing to do with y'all. We happy. You got your million. <laughs> now fix the darn pothole right. with right. the million we, we dollars. We are happy. 
Then y'all might Everybody come to do up. something. Leave us alone. We ain't have nothing to say about y'all. But since y'all want to start stupid stuff, you know, we, we'll be more than happy to go ahead and finish it. Get all stupid and stuff. Just delusional people. You know, talk about. We go. Now, look. I got the no, last I, thing. No. I'm going to let it go. Last thing. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> all right. So, you know, they sitting up there talking about, you know, this has been the whole thing about a rival. Now, we all know that FAMU's biggest rivals are Bethune-Cookman, Southern University, and Tennessee State in that order. After that, your second tier would be Tuskegee and South Carolina State. After that, it's kind of like up for grabs. Now, the candidate for the rivalry is definitely, I would say, Jackson State. Now, are they on the level of a Bethune-Cookman? Absolutely not. Is FAMU a rival on Jackson State's level, like Alcorn in Jackson State or Southern Jackson State? Absolutely not. But trust and know, both schools want to beat the other school down. Both bands want to embarrass the other band. Both fan bases want to embarrass the other fan base. Trust and know, it was a bunch of trash talk <clears throat> from a couple of teams that really haven't played them. <laughs> that really haven't played a whole lot. But you put them together on a big stage, it's a darn rivalry. It ain't no big rivalry yet. But it's a rivalry nonetheless. And, you know, until y'all start throwing shade, you know, we ain't got nothing to say to y'all. You know, but now, you know, back in the day, I want to say just a couple of years ago, we could have cared less about playing Jackson State. You know, and Jackson State True. probably could have cared less about playing FAMU. But now mm -hmm. all that has changed since we both on the East Coast in the East side of the conference. So now that we got a battle for these here titles and stuff, it's a new day. Oh, yeah. And we want to beat the crap out of Jackson State. I want FAMU to embarrass Jackson State on a national stage. I want FAMU to put their entire foot up a Jackson State so you know what. I want Dion to be like, man, they just kicked our tail today. I want it to be just like that so the delusional fans that are located in Jackson, Mississippi can shut it down for a few days. All right, I'm done. Well, yeah, we we got a we got a lot to talk about. A lot of a lot of interesting stuff came came out of that. Uh, we'll get into talking a little bit about that. Uh, I was gonna echo before we kind of went down that road. I was gonna echo. Uh, I think I saw uh, Tamra on uh, in the chat room echo about the uh, the, mu the musicianship and how how good thirty five band members sounded. You know, I, and. Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't just blowing horns and being loud. Uh, you could hear uh, there was there was uh, it, it was it was sweet sweet sounding music. It had a good volume and a good tone to it. Uh, it, it it was just it was good to hear good musicianship uh, from from that group, and uh, that that's what stood out for me in those selections. You know, and, the, and like it's I said, the fact that. It's not easy to do what the hundred does. That's why I don't know other bands playing dance, except for maybe Grammy. But everybody else, they either just do a drum break and just keep it moving. Everybody, because it's yeah. not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. All right, go ahead. It's not. We'll we'll get into we'll get into talking more about rivals. Who is a rival? Rivalries. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the hundred's performance uh, coming up here shortly. Excuse me, we're in that mode of talking about fundraising and opportunities. 
Uh, we got a special guest who's going to be coming up and joining us shortly, uh, I believe. At least that's what we have scheduled uh, to come up and talk with us about an, an HBCU golf event happening in South Florida. But uh, while we're waiting on that, we can we can transition to talking about the strike tour, which kicked off in Jacksonville, Florida uh, last week. Uh, Jacksonville alumni raised 25000 Now, all of this I'm getting from rattlernation.blogspot. So uh, those of you who are not familiar, you should be. Um, but, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, sadly, I have to say, um, well, pr- first off, let me give props to blogs, Rattler Nation, Blogspot, for, for posting the article or the post and informing us because nowhere else have I seen it mentioned about the fundraising efforts from the strike tour. You know, uh, I think many of us were still a little unaware of the actual dates when the other and the next events will take place. We're still waiting on that. I've sent a couple emails to uh, AD Michael Smith to try to get that information. Uh, And I look, I know he's very busy, uh, but I haven't seen that information come out yet. Uh, Hoping that we do find out because we, we, we'd like to share. I mean, I, I don't know when they're coming to Orlando, when are they coming to South Florida, Tampa, other places like that, but they raised $25,000 on the first leg of that tour. Um, Kelvin care to comment on that in general and either way you want to go with it. I've said what I've said, any, anything you want to make comments about the, uh, the first leg of the, uh, uh, Rattler Strike Tour. Well, uh, I'm just glad, number one, that they are through and they uh, were able to get um, that one in and scheduled. And, um, you know, 25 G's in the pot is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, we continue to, um, I think, lead the way in terms of, you know, every, every, um, summer for the last what five years you know our coaches have embarked on on the on this tour i think the uh volleyball coach coach gokon was with him also this time uh yes so so we we're getting a chance to expose our coaches to um our different alumni base raise some money and, and and maintain relationships and establish new relationships so um you know that, that that's a good thing there's a lot of things going on that I, I think uh, make it challenging for Mike, based on the timing when he got in, right? We still got a lot of stuff going on with the stadium. Um, and I know he had to go to Pennsylvania. We'll talk about what he, some of the things he mentioned at the 220 Club today. And then a lot of his staff is out, you know, right now the uh, Athletic uh, Directors Conference Convention is out in um, Vegas. So I know a lot of staff is out there and you got still got game operations trying to get things ready for the upcoming season and you got like seven weeks so so there's a lot going on so so i applaud the effort and we just need to make sure that we continue to to um do those things and get those other ones scheduled and to publicize it that's the big thing people should know it should be on our websites and um you know, people should know, you know, a couple of weeks in advance before they come to us, see all that kind of stuff. So we can maximize those opportunities. Well said. Now, Kofi, you're in Jacksonville. 
and and you didn't even know too much about the actual event. Am I am I correct on that? Or what little you did know uh, about yeah, it? Yeah, but you know, I mean, um, I'm just getting connected to the Jacksonville National Alumni Association chapter there, so I don't want to put it all. It just would have been, I think, um, communications wide if they have something on social media. Uh, where everybody can immediately access it, if they can go to the family athletics page, or you know, just basic stuff. Maybe a mass text. Um, maybe another way to get the information out there and the location so that people can do it. If they can't even attend, maybe even sending like a video link. Um, you know, so that people can connect with them. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all good. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned a and video then, link. You know, just especially with the change of transition, you know, when you have a change in transition like the one that we've had, um, there are going to be some little glitches and stuff. I'm happy that they are doing the tour. Um, I'm happy that they got it up and running. I don't want to overly complain. It, at this point, it just is what it is. I'm happy that they're doing it so that they can, uh, you know, get what they can get. But in the meantime, if people can't connect physically, they should make it possible for them to connect digitally um, and do it that way so that people can participate and give their ducats whenever and however they can. Yeah, and, and again, uh, totally, I'm totally trying to be as positive here about it. And I think the only thing that we, we are really harping on is not knowing, you know, and again, right. Huge props to uh, RattlerNation.blogspot. Um, you know, very well connected, great source of information. Um, and there you can see, I don't know all of the gentlemen. Obviously, you see Greg Coleman there, uh, Black College Football Hall of Famer there, right next to Coach Simmons. I don't know the other two gentlemen on the outer edges of this photo. Um, I'm, I'm assuming uh, you, you've got one gentleman that looks like he's part of the uh, – uh, and Kelvin Kofi, any any names, anybody from those photos, that photo that uh, you guys recognize? So I mean, I, re I recognize faces, but not the names. I know the, the guy with the jersey did play ball, though. Uh, okay, right. back in the day. Yeah, and again, that's a photo. Uh, you know, again, that's on RattlerNation.blogspot. You can go and read more about uh, about that uh, that event. Um, you know, just kind of going back and just reading, uh, from that post, uh, again, AD Smith was there along with coach Simmons and coach Gokhan Yilmaz, uh, head volleyball coach, uh, we're on the tour. Um, AD Smith said, uh, quote, we're excited to finally get out and connect in person with our fans. We love our fan base and we love sharing our vision for FAMU athletics whenever and wherever. Um, so again, no, no further details were provided about the tour other than that the event raised close to 25,000 for FAMU athletics. And so again, we'll get into that concept of raising funds and, and all of that stuff here in the course of uh, this show. Uh, cause a, a lot of news, a lot of, a lot of stuff is happening, excuse me, regarding raising funds. So um, just going to put that out there. Coming up on the other side of the break, we may have to reschedule. We had uh, 
um, you know, an event that we wanted to kind of share with HBCU Nation. And I, I guess I will go ahead and share it and go to a break because we're going to come up on the other side of the break with uh, Shapiro Hardiman. Uh, and, and we'll talk with him uh, a little bit about some of the things that he's doing, talk a little about the hundreds performance in Paris. But uh, I did want to make mention of the event again. The event is the uh, South Florida HBCU Golf Classic. It's Saturday, July 16th, uh, played at the Ritz-Carlton uh, Golf Course in Naples, Florida. And this is an event on Saturday, the 16th. There's a breakfast and registration at 7 a.m., an 8 a.m. shotgun start, um, lunch and post-tournament presentations. But it's a fundraiser for HBCUs. And especially if you are a Rattler in the South Florida area, you love golf, want an opportunity to play at a nice, beautiful golf course in Naples, uh, I'm going to put the link in the chats, uh, YouTube. Uh, so it'll probably show up if I had a, oh, well, there it is. Uh, our producer, Mel, she's on it. There it is right there. And so <laughs> to give that, to give that link out again, uh, birdease.com slash HBCU golf. That's B I R D E A S E.com slash HBCU golf is where you can, uh, register for that event. I'll put the link in the, uh, in the chat rooms. And so those of you who, uh, are golfers and in the South Florida, there's a great opportunity to get out and go support uh, some uh, HBC. Might see a few celebrities there because I know Mr. McCormick runs in some big circles down in South Florida. So you might see a few celebrities that uh, might be playing next to you or in your foursome. Let's take a break, come back, talk with Shapiro Hardiman on the other side. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. <laughs> It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. 
Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. For my people that don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are Just like in Romans 3 See, we about to blow across the world Just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people And this classic Bible teaching Say, hey, this for my people That don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are Just like in Romans 3 See, we about to blow across the world Just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people And this classic Bible teaching Hey, hey, Motivation. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. family welcome back to the omg strike zone and we have none other than the man the myth and the legend known as shaparo hardeman those that know him affectionately know him as pie he is a chef he is a choreographer <laughs> he is a go-getter he's an entrepreneur he's all of that and uh more importantly he's my brother and my brother in christ and i'm happy to have him on. Shapiro Hardeman, what's up, man? What's going on, Kofi Hemingway? <laughs> All is well, man. So um, tell us, man, I mean, you have literally been, you're the founder and the CEO of the Strikers and the Striker Youth um, Arts Project, correct? Yes. 
All right. How long has that been in existence, man? Did you think that back in 1989, when you got this started, that it was going to be as big as it was? Could you see all of that stuff at that time? Yes, I could. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, back in February 25th, to be exact, 1989. Yeah. Well, I could see I it remember, really blowing up to, to, to what it is today. I literally remember the, I want to say the performance at the BCU game at the Civic Center in the halftime. And I was like, mm -hmm. these boys off the chain, boy, they fit the turn down, it's going to be off the chain. We didn't even have a and, name uh, at that time. Right. It was amazing, man. I, I, I knew. And then, you know, of course, there's a school down in Daytona Beach that tried to copy and emulate and do some stuff, called themselves the Bad Boys. Bad of Boys of Cookman. Yeah, and that mm -hmm. was really, I want to say, a, um, a cop-off off of what you guys did. But what you have done, man, has literally changed. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, where you are right now? Well, as far as the Strikers is concerned? Strikers and the Striker Youth Project. Correct. Okay, well, I'll start with the Strikers. Um, February 25th, 1989, was founded on the campus of Florida University. Um along with nine other young men from all over the country. Um, Antoine Woods from Chicago, Illinois, Jerome Worlds from Atlanta, Georgia, Eric Bell from Atlanta, Georgia, Hinton Goo Battle um, from Fort Pierce, Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. Fort Pierce, Florida, we have was, uh, Curtis Hunter. Um, we had Rodney James from Miami, um, Florida. We had Keith Davis, Miami, Florida. Brian Johnson, a.k.a. BJ, was the first King Orange and Green from Tampa, Florida. And um, I'm missing one other than myself. Um, Jacksonville. Anthony Fiatcher and, and, of course, myself. We were the 10 original. Ja Anthony being from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, so we um, we started this thing together at the Civic Center. You know, um, Venom dancers um the director of that organization the founder actually she asked me to um to what i choreographed for the venom dancers because she wanted to get more um the crowd more into what they were doing or the team and i told her what she should do is, is um, incorporate some guys and um, at that time you know there was of course um the ratio to men to women where it was what eight to one and so right. um she I asked her to bring in guys who could dance and I can audition them. And that's what she did. And um, we were walking down the steps at the Civic Center and they asked the announcer act, you know, what's the name of the organization? And we didn't have a name. She said, well, call them the Strikers. And of course, they didn't like the name. And I said, you know, it is what it is. You know, the, the young lady said, that's what we're going to be called. We're going to go with the name. And um, the, the halftime show was a success. Um, and after that, every time we would go different like pep rallies and basketball games, they'd be like, we want the strikers, we want the strikers. And we didn't have an organization. And so we would go out on, on the court and just kind of like freestyle. Um, but I had a group prior to that called the Bottles Best. It was dancers all from the South Florida area. So I decided to go ahead and just start an um, all-male dance organization. And I asked the young lady who was over Venom for the name. She said it was fine that, that I took the name. And I had an audition, and we wound up picking nine uh, well, nine people from 
the original performers to to form the Strikers, and it's been in existence since what the last thirty three years. Yeah, and then I started wow. Mahogany Theater, um, Mahogany back in October, um, October 9th, 1997, uh, which is a, um, a contemporary jazz and modern dance company. And um, in 2000, I started, I opened up, I founded the Striker Youth Arts Project, which is a um, nonprofit um, 501c3 um, company here in Tallahassee, located on the south side of Tallahassee. Wow. So just tell the people a little bit about that vision, man, and what you all have going right now. Well, with, with the Striker Youth Arts Project, pretty much was to provide enrichment services for youth through um, year-round arts, education, and athletic programs, um, accessing to technology uh, for educational tutorial services, and coordinating events um, to showcase the artistic talents for, for the community. Uh, we're currently running this campaign called um, the 10K National um, Campaign. And this, we're trying to get 400 people to actually donate $25 towards our cause to get the $10,000 um, for operational expenses um, at, coming up to this end of this fiscal year. Well, man, you know, I've, I've always been proud. And I'm going to turn it over to my brothers who have a few questions. Obviously, I remember when we were on the bus, ironically, in Paris. And I was like, man, I can see you with your own studio. And, you know, now that you have that studio, now that you're impacting community, you're really uh, in talking with a number of the people that you have launched into stardom um, through your own processes. I think it's just absolutely amazing because I've seen you at work as a leader, as a leader of men. Um, you know, I was talking with one of them the other day who talked about how you ran such a rigid program that if they were, um, uh, I want to say a minute late at the door, how you would say, mm -hmm. well, no, you're not going to perform. You, you're not going to make it. <laughs> I'll see you next yeah. time. Or I'll see you at practice because next time. It was, and it was, and it was all in preparing them because you don't ever want the audience to wait on you, you know? So we have to start everything on time. You know, some of, I'm a very time, um, conscious individual because as an audience um, member, I wouldn't want to wait on um, a performance to start late because of whatever reason, you know? So I thought it was important. And it takes you into the professional arena, you know, because no, no, no employer wants uh, um, an employee that's going to be coming to work late. Absolutely, man. And so, man, you, you started choreographing in the hundred uh, back in the eighties, man. And so when you saw the hundred, uh live in paris man what was going through your mind no i was the choreographer at the time in paris so what you saw was my creation no no, no i'm talking about the new one the newest one. Oh, okay <laughs> um oh, I we all know was... that you did the james brown but go ahead oh, get it set yeah. i i thought it i thought they did a phenomenal job um artistically um they were very creative they looked very good very sharp and um I thought they did an amazing job, man. And, and I mean, they they represented the, the country, not only the FAMU, uh, Marching 100 in university, but the worldwide, you know, they, matter of fact, the, um, the SOS band, um, 
Um, what's the name of the band? It did. Are they called SOS? SOS. The, the, yeah, the SOS band. Matter of fact, it was on Facebook today about talking about how how um they were so impressed with the March of One Hundred in Paris. Yeah. So yeah, they did a great job. Yes, sir. All right, uh, Kelvin. Hey, so I wanted you to talk about a, a couple of things. Um, one, um, I know that you know the Strikers, man, they 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 exploded on the scene. And it was so popular, they ended up going to uh, Showtime at Apollo several times and other mm-hmm. events uh, and were on TV, and that was a source of pride. So I want you to kind of talk about uh, how that happened, uh, what made you just, you all decide to go in that way. And then also I want you to talk about your choreography in terms of with the band, you know, how do you call themes for the show and so forth and and um and, and your role in that okay i was trying to jot some things down to as i was listening well i start off with as far as the um the apollo theater it started off um we did a, a performance for the urban league used to have this um um like talent show um during the summer at the moon and we participated. We had about 18 strikers um, dancing and then that um, performance. And there was this group from Albany, Georgia. They were really good, but they just weren't better than the strikers called Trigger Run. And they, the judges selected them to win that talent show. And the winner of that talent show got all expensive. Um, trip paid to New York City for the Showtime Apollo. Well, the crowd went, I mean, literally crazy. They was almost about the riot in that place. They were throwing chairs and it was just bad. Um, but they, the guys are good sportsmen. Um, Edward Savane took the trophy, the second place trophy or whatever. And uh, we, we left from there. And, and so the next, that Monday, I got in contact with the um, coordinator of the show and just told him, you know, I felt like we were robbed. You know, because it was obvious that the city, the city came out and in support, and we did a good job. The other team was good; they just weren't better. And so she just, you know, she said um, we had to respect what the judges said. I said, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Well, can I have the information for the um, the Apollo Theater myself, and let me contact them? And um, I contacted them. The lady named Maxine was her name. She asked that I send the videotape of the performance, and I did. And she called me back, um, like maybe 48 hours later and told me to go ahead and make arrangements to, um, be a part of, um, the same taping that the team that beat us in Tallahassee would be on the same team on the same taping. So I contacted, um, a lot of the divine nine organizations, particularly, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha and Delta Sigma Theta and asked them would they sponsor tickets for the dancers. And I was only going to take um, perform with only six. And um, Delta, the Beta Alpha chapter, the Delta Sigma Theta, they didn't only give us one ticket; they paid for six um, train tickets to New York City Showtime, um, New York City Apollo Theater. And we went with those six dancers plus um, others, and we won three consecutive nights. We beat the team that actually beat us in Tallahassee. We beat them in the first round, and we went on to three rounds. And since then, 
the group has been on um, Showtime at the Apollo. We've been on um, America's Best Dance Crew, season three. Um, we were there for many weeks. We were been, we've been on um, So You Think You Can Dance as a as an organization itself and as a as a, um, a soloist dancer, two solo dancers. Brand, Brandon Mitchell were, was on the team, um, was a part of the show, and Jocelyn Orlay was also on Skid Dance. And now, as far as the March of 100 is concerned, um, I worked with that as the band's choreographer uh, when I was in school and undergrad. And then when I um, graduated, Dr. White um, hired me, um, Dr. Foster's last year um, in the band. And I was over the flag corps and the band's choreographer. Uh, we've done prints, Super Bowls, we've done everything paris france um, but just to get that band to move as one it takes a special person you know um choreography wise we have a whole committee you know to get together and, and it was my job to really kind of like bring it all to life and get it very synchronized and um, we want to always do um what, what was what we consider the latest um chore uh, choreography of movement um for today's time Awesome. Uh, Brian, hey, uh, Mr. Pyro, pleasure to, I, I, as I said, pleasure to meet you. I've never had a chance to, mm -hmm. to actually meet, but I have heard your name for 30 years. I came in, I'm a, I'm a kid from the Midwest. No, I, I'm serious. I'm a kid from the Midwest. When I say your name, probably the Strikers as well. Uh, I'm a kid mm -hmm. from the Midwest. The, 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 the most dancing I knew of was uh, what they did on Footloose. And uh, if right. I saw some old beat. BET video. I, I'm just keeping it real. I grew up in the Midwest. So, right. you know, your the strikers were a part of that culture shock for for some for a lot of folks coming from outside of Florida and the South and seeing you guys do what mm. you do was like, whoa, you know, um, talk a little bit about how that influence. I guess my question is more so about your influences in dance and music and how you kind of molded that into what you've created over the past 33 years. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated and interested about the origins of, 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 of dance and, and your style of dance. Uh, you know, uh, again, growing up as a kid in the Midwest, uh, that was, I hadn't seen anything like that, you know? So uh, I, I'm just a little curious there. Well, I could definitely say that the, um, the Strikers um, style has influenced um, dance, in the, and especially in the urban community, as well as HBCUs throughout this country. Um, the style of dance that 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 I created is called urban soul. A lot of people call it um, ride out, but um, we we have our own style. It's called urban soul. Well, we actually use a lot of contracting with with um, high energy and pelvic thrusting, strong arm type of movement. Um, but I was able to take my take my passion, take my passion, and turn it into a profession. You know, um, I love to dance, and and I can see the impact that it has made. Um, really throughout Tallahassee, when y'all look at the different organization that kind of like, and this, I'm not throwing shots now, 
but a lot of organizations that derive from the strikers or mahogany, you know, um, every last one of them, except for one that was um, house arrest because they were in existence in Chicago. And, uh, but everybody else were offsprings of the strikers. And so look, I, I look, um, huh? Go, 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 go ahead. So when I, when I, when I look at, um, like COVID mentioned earlier, the bad boys at Cookman, you know, at, when we went down to Dayton to perform, I remember um, President Bronson, he asked us to do an encore performance at the end of the um, basketball game because we were just that good. And they and they didn't ask. Their, their, their team to actually dance, ask the strikers. But and you could see the, the um, a lot of the choreography and a lot of the drum majors throughout the country, HBCU's experience. Um, you could see um, strikers from the movie Drumline, you know, I did the choreography for that movie, um, the 20th Century Fox Drumline. So a lot of bands kind of implemented um, a lot of the type of choreography that we actually um, we put together for that for that band. So yeah, no, well, FAMU, I... at the end of your day, at the end of the day, FAMU is y'all daddy. You hear that, Jackson State? FAMU is y'all daddy. Absolutely. All right. So listen, so let me <laughs> let me say this. This man is Shapiro Hardman is a leader of man. Talk about you know a the people that you have launched into stardom, um, you know that are now doing TV shows, um, doing movies, doing Netflix. You know, got their start really. Um, into the entertainment industry through what you train them to do. Uh, just Absolutely. give a list of those people and then tell the people how they can give to your organization. Because I can honestly say, um, I literally see young people, especially on the south side of Tallahassee, being able to benefit from this studio. The after school programs, they won't be out there on the street. They won't just be sitting at a table. They'll be able to learn dance. They'll be able to learn arts. They'll be able to learn and have professional tutors there to help them. So this $25 investment is, is I think, um, a definitely a seed into the community in Tallahassee and beyond. All right, Spar, go ahead. Well, thank you for that. Um, Train, travel, I'm going to say tour, train, touring, and performing are the three components that I really want to bring to this program, what we have to actually offer. And when we say train, we talk about professionally, um, all, genre, all genres of dance, being able to get the performers to be able to tour and travel to see other parts of this country and abroad um, to, ex to, ex to experience what we actually do. Like in October, we're, they're trying to get us to come to, to Dubai. You know, there's an yeah. African um, um, festival over in Dubai that they're trying to get us to actually participate in. We have, um, so many people have come through Strikers. 
and got the start here. Some of the people, I mean, didn't even make the group on its first time when they first auditioned for the group. Um, and But we have a history of uh, a reputation to turn in chicken fetus <laughs> into chicken salad. Right. We got it. Okay. We got you. We got okay. you. All right. And so, and with that being said, you know, we have individuals that are, um, that are um, professional, if you name a professional dance company, rather it's Alvin Ailey, Dallas Black Dance Theater, Cleo Parker, um, the list goes on and on. They've come through Mahogany or the Strikers, you know, we've had people that rep- representing those um, different dance professional companies. Um, when you all of the dance movies, I mean, when 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 Beyonce got her um, single lady, um, not single lady, um, so many of her, so many of her videos, I don't want to start calling because I'm, I rather call one that was that wasn't what I was thinking of, but be, um, some of my dances have, have toured with Beyonce, uh, um, several movies with um, when she did um, Home, um, Homecoming. There was nine of my dances that was part of that. Matter of fact, there was one person that was on the creative team, um, Rashad Horn. You know, he was at the table with her her people, and Rashad was one of my um, assistant re- rehearsal directors, and he was the actual art- artistic director in my absence when I went to Miami and helped my nephew on his campaign, and he won, by the way. Uh, and he's a striker as well. Um, and we have um, Tally Brinson, who's in in California, LA now. Um, dancer as well as an actor. Um, the movie um, been in several movies. You have um, Peter Thalisma. You have Brandon Brandon um, Mitchell. You have Woody McClain who did Bobby Brown, and now he's on Power. Um, the list just goes on. You had Nadira Munaj, who's um, she was just every every award show you're going to see a striker at some capacity. And all of them got their start right here in Tallahassee with the Strikers Dance Troupe. So, uh, Mr. Hardiman, how can they give to your organization? What is the link? What do we need to do? What is the cash out, et cetera, et cetera? The the, the, the 10K National Challenge that we're doing now, like I said, we're trying to raise $10,000. And our hopes is for 400 people to donate $25 to get us to that goal. Uh, we currently have a cash app that's dollar sign S Y A P I N C is the cash app. The, they could a person could actually um, zell. I about to say jail. They can sell it to us at S Y A P I N C at gmail.com, or they could mail us a check payable to S Y A P I N C. Or they can address it to Striker Youth Arts Project Inc. and mail it to twenty two twenty one South Monroe Street here in Tallahassee, Florida three two three zero one. Publisher Power, man, thank you so much for your time, man. I know you had a busy day. He is currently at his studio right now, hard at work, um, preparing for the next day, man. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us your vision. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for all that come into contact with you because 
This is entertainment royalty, people. I am trying to tell you this man is as influential as they come. So if you have, uh, you're able to go ahead and sow, that would be, I want to say, you're sowing a seed into somebody's destiny who you might not even know yet. But I promise you, when they come into contact with Mr. Hardiman, they're going to be changed forever. So thank you all so much. Uh, thank you, Shapiro, for uh, joining us on this evening. I believe we're about to go to a commercial break. All right. Thank Keep you for having me. Good word, man. Thank you, Shapiro. All right. All right. Let's head to a break. You're watching ONG Strike Zone. Be back in just a moment. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you ready? It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th through the 31st. Blurds, nerds, and geeks from across the universe will converge on the capital city to see celebrity guests such as The Last Dragon, Tybok, Megan Tandy, and voice actor Dave Fenoy. Hey, how you doing? I'm voice actor Dave Fenoy with a shout out to all my geeks, freaks, and urban nerds. Just want to let you know I'm going to be there and I want to meet you at the Urban Nerd Con Gaming and Cosplay event. It's happening July 29th through the 31st in Montgomery, Alabama. Hope you want to meet me as much as I want to meet you. So join us by visiting theurbannerdcon.net for ticket and vendor information. This will be the premier blurred event in the universe. The UrbanNerdCon.net. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Whether it's advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded, Coping 19 provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic. We can help. Find the resources that work best for you at coping-19.org. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean, Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us.
It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Rattlers, it's your end dollar day. We want you to contribute at least one dollar to your alma mater, Florida M University, to increase our alumni giving rate. You can text your contribution to 41444 or send it to famurising.com. Thank you in advance for your generosity for making FAMU continue to be the greatest of all institutions in the nation. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Kelvin, Kofi again. Uh, appreciate uh, Shapiro Hardman for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure to uh, get a chance to uh, to to meet him, put a put a face with the name, and probably myself, like so many others, uh, may have heard the name. You probably heard the Strikers, but you didn't know who he was. So that was a it's a great uh, <laughs> great job there. Uh, again, FAMU Rising, want to remind you guys, we're closing the books on the 2021-22 academic and school year, academic athletic year. Uh, what's the uh, what's the one memorable thing you remember about this past year, Kelvin? One thing, just one. Beating Bethune-Cookman in football at the Classic. All right. All right. Kofi, how about you? One memorable moment from this past year. I'm going to tell you my memorable moment. My memorable moment was my man from Mississippi Valley State that came on our show with no shirt on. That was my memory. I promise it will never leave my mind that right there I was not ready. And then when we asked him about it, his answer when he told us that he was waiting on some ladies and thought we was out there, I was like, bro, you had his good teeth. <laughs> Can I, cause, he, cause that might be number one. <laughs> listen, he was off the chain. And then it was my man, Greg Coleman, singing my dang lane That one right there, I'm telling you, right, boy, he was. That was. <laughs> I was off. Yeah, no, no lie. The uh, the 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 Greg Coleman interview might have been uh, one of the one of the best ones uh, that I recall. And and yeah, I gotta echo the sentiments with you, Kelvin. Uh, the the hundred, the 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 time, the third quarter. I mean, the third quarter of the classic was just memorable yeah. that that thing and then you add the soundtrack behind it and i i don't care i still have not seen anyone completely merge the video with the audio to give me this you know memorable moment i, I got like pieces over here and pieces over there but if you merge it all together uh it, it was one of those moments that it, it's it's like uh, you guys in the chat room were talking about the 92 Apollo. I remember being in the dorm rooms and we stayed up late night to watch Showtime at the Apollo because, you know, it came on like at what, 1130, midnight or whatever. Yeah. And you knew the Got strikers the were coming on. 
yeah, so so everybody everybody stayed up in the dorm rooms watching the show. Uh, and so you remember moments like that. And so, yes, I will. you'll remember where you were that third quarter when FAMU ended that uh, streak. Uh, that'll be one of those moments from this past year that I truly appreciate. We appreciate everybody. Uh, our first full year uh, almost coming to an end because we actually started our show sometime about second week in July. So we're not quite at our anniversary, but it's been a, a fun year. And uh, we're looking forward to growing and adding on some things as we move forward. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk to the Bowler Brothers, BJ and Kendall, two of the baddest defensive backs in that uh, dark cloud defense. Uh, we're looking forward to talking with those guys. A lot of a lot of Rattler family love uh, there uh, with, with those guys. Uh, they actually have a, a younger sister who's a FAMU cheerleader. Uh, parents, FAMU folks. So I mean, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of orange and green pride in that family. So we'll get a chance to talk to those two guys, expecting them to have a great season, uh, leading our secondary back there. But hey, let's get into talking. Okay, uh, Kelvin. Final days for the um, season ticket holders, right? Last days for you to get your renewal tickets in. Um, I don't know if our producer has the the graphics, but uh, I was looking at the uh, the season prices for the uh, season tickets. Uh, you can also on Ticketmaster. You can go to if you're on part of the Rattler Athletic Fund. Anything you want to comment on, Kelvin, regarding those prices for the Rattler Athletic Fund for the season ticket prices? Are they pretty much to script to what they were last year? How much of an increase from the previous year? Anything you want to add there, Kelvin? So, no, they didn't really change a whole lot. Um, you know, we had a transition going on, and then you have to they have to deal with the uh, – West stands and new press box, which took away seating, so they had to be conservative because they knew they were going to have to move people around. With a lot of that seating being reserved, um, season ticket holders, long time reserved season ticket holders on that side. So I, I myself am waiting on the inventory to see what it looks like because um, they have they've been stating that you know parking uh, inventory was was sold out. Um, still trying to wait and see what the the tailgating um inventory is going to look like as well as uh you know the, you know the rv and so forth so uh i know they're still hashing out some things and they waiting to see for this timeline to end and everybody who's paid up before they release that inventory so um folks who are who plan on going back to their normal spots they need to make sure that they beat that that timeline because there's people out there waiting on on that inventory to free up now. Right, right. Those of you in the chat rooms, give us a, give us a thumbs up. Let us know. Did you renew your season tickets? If you're a part of the uh, Rattler Athletic Fund, did you renew? If you're invested in champions, I want to see those thumbs up. Uh, if you renewed your season tickets, or maybe you're one of those people like Kelvin, you're waiting on the inventory to open up. What do you want to add, Kofi? Well, I wanted to ask Kelvin, having worked in athletics, um, because it was a discussion. What's the benefit if, you know, in us buying season tickets uh, at a record pace? What's the benefit? Well, number one, uh, whether 
whether the weather's bad or you show up to to the game or not, that revenue is already in the, to the athletic budget coffers, and that is like one of our number one revenue streams in athletics. So number one, you you supporting the program and the student athletes. That's the way you have to look at it. Um, number two, you you you're getting certain perks by being a season ticket holder. I mentioned uh, parking and and um and 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 premium seating, and this year with the uh, investing in champions group, uh, if you renewed um, on the west side, you know they having chair backs. So you automatically get some chair backs with your seating um, at that level. And I believe at the higher levels of investing champions, you also get um, some classic tickets and, and, and parking for the Orlando Classic. So, you know, um, you, 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 you get the perks and so forth. But ultimately, um, we need about, I won't double digits, but I'll settle for now. Five thousand. We, we we've gotten as high as four thousand, I believe, um, season ticket holders. Um, but we should have no less than five thousand season ticket holders. And I will add that capacity in the stadium is going to be anywhere from thirty five hundred to to five thousand seats less. So um, there's no guarantee you can show up on game day and get a ticket or get in. Our capacity is going to be closer to 21,000 instead of the 25,500. So, so the guarantee that you can get into, no matter what time you come to the game, you got other things going on that Saturday, to know that you already got your digital ticket and, and you know, you can show up, if, if you show up second quarter, that you still got your seat. I mean, that's what it's all about. So, but, you know, so th- that's that's the advantage. You, 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 you're guaranteeing money into the coffers of the program to support the fleets and um also you're guaranteeing access to uh premium um benefits that's um that's a that's a good point um about the reduction there in our total capacity uh and again i know we've averaged i don't know what was last year's number we did we average over 17 at home it was a little, it was over sixteen, but they didn't. That was they didn't count one to get the first game because of some issues with the uh, ticketing system. So that that game was over twenty thousand. So if you averaged all the games for last year, we were, yeah we were definitely over seventeen thousand. But I think officially it was sixteen five or something around so somewhere around there. Yeah, I I feel like this this should be an easy twenty thousand year. Uh, you opened a home stand with Albany State. Uh, theoretically, could have been the top. They were one of the top two HBCU Division II teams. Uh, very easily one of the top teams in Division II. They will come back with a loaded defense. That'll be a good contest. Uh, Alabama A&M. I mean, look, if anybody, maybe next to Southern, I don't think anybody has rebuilt themselves more through the transfer portal than Alabama A&M. Uh, so, and if you if you believe in Connell Maynard, trust that he will come with an offense. That will be interesting. Valley already improved. A lot of people think Mississippi Valley State will be improved. UAPB for homecoming, that's homecoming. Lambs to the slaughter. Sorry, but you know what that's going to do. 
And then you got Southern to end the season. So I, I don't, you know, it, I tw- 19 should be the minimum of any game, and that might be the Valley game. So I really, <clears throat> I really feel like we should definitely be averaging close to sellout numbers at every home game this year and, and and be thankful that you have five again i remember those days when we only had three four so right. and we used to we used to we used to be in we used to be in complain about uh having to get a, a fifth one right um let's move on for a second because as we sort of hinted at the beginning of the show um you know the 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 marching 100s performance at the louis vuitton fashion show you know, it just so happened to coincide with this little announcement that happened on Sunday at the BET Awards. Uh, you know, Puff Daddy feeling himself. Might have been on a little few Surratt drinks. I don't know. But he decided to just come out and give a million dollars to Howard. And then he decided to, to give a million dollars to his good friend Deion Sanders in the Jackson State football program. And that just sent... Uh, that just sent Tiger Nation crazy. Uh, I will say it was significant, I thought, guys, from the standpoint of he made an individual donation to an athletic program, which uh, if you guys read the news recently, University of Central Florida, UCF, just received a $5 million donation to athletics from some donors. That was their largest uh, in the history you know, so a lot of organizations get money, millions of dollars. We've seen it from FAMU. FAMU has received millions of dollars in donations, the state giving us millions of dollars. But when we talk about giving specifically to athletics, what Diddy did was pretty significant. And I mean, look, even the money that we got from, uh, well, no, I said, I take that back because FAMU didn't get money from uh, McKenzie, uh, did they? Uh, from no. We didn't get money from her, unfortunately. Amazon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't get from Miss Amazon. Uh, that was a shame. But when we talk about giving a single donor, giving a significant amount of funds, you know, congratulations. That Congratulations to, to them. Uh, what y'all did need to do was throw shade at us, and that's where things got sideways, uh, you know, because it kind of coincided a lot with this talk about rivals. Uh, I'm going to reference Kofi's tweet, which uh, beautifully, beautifully said, Kofi, uh, in, in his tweet. Uh, and, and I'm going to quote you, Kofi, because he said, bro, only social media egos and trash talk won't acknowledge FAMU versus J-State as a rival. This is a unique period in HBCU folklore. The hatred is growing between these two schools. Kofi, care to expand or expound on on that tweet? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, you know, we don't have a long history with Jackson State, but our fan bases are pretty similar. Our traditions are kind of similar. Um, the the outlook for the schools is very similar. Even the the history and the civil rights movement is very similar. The fact that we're both in capital capital cities is also similar. Um, you know, it's 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 not as big as it's going to be. I'll put it like that. 
it's going to get bigger because now these two institutions are in the same exact division. Um, the bands are in the same division, you know, and both, both fan bases love their schools tremendously and they want to win. You know, Jackson State had been down for a minute. You know, they couldn't say anything. <laughs> Look at it and got him. Wasn't, wasn't nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, Kel, Kelvin, what are, what are your thoughts about the just the, the nature of individual donations? I mean, in the significance and, and where are we? Where Where is FAMU's large individual donation coming from? So um, I'm, I'm, I want to comment about the, the rivalry first and then, and then I address that. Um, JSU FAMU is a budding rivalry. It's not a rivalry yet. Uh, we just haven't played enough, to be honest. You know, we've, we play Southern more than um, – Outside of Tuskegee and um, I want to say Bethune, I think we played Southern more than anybody else. So we used to playing them. Um, and so, you know, it goes back generations. Uh, we played JSU out throughout the years, but it's been very sporadic. You know, we may play them once mm -hmm. or twice in a in a decade, right? So, um, so you know, our you know our fan base is familiar and respect their tradition. But their fan base is similar to ours, to be honest. We uh, we brag a lot and we talk trash, and uh, you know yeah. it got a lot of pride in our school and our bands and our athletic program. Got a lot of tradition. So uh, right now, with uh, everything that's going on with them, and and you know we're winning, they're winning, particularly in, in multiple sports, but in particularly in football, um, we're going to continue to to. Uh, talk at each other but at the end of the day both schools are doing for me you know there was a time i was i used to be a trash talker uh you know now i just like to look at you after we whoop your butt so uh yeah so, but, but it's it's not a rivalry yet but it is a budding rivalry it's getting there um well so, and then it and in terms of just giving yeah and, and just in terms of, of of big uh donations i think um we we got to have we have people who run in those circles and have those connections. You know, Will Packer, his, you know, the 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 um theater's name out to him for a reason. He gave he gave a big donation. Um, mm -hmm. however, I do think we have some work to do in terms of our team and our leadership, uh, because they have less of the relationships as the rest of us in Rattler Nation. And and you know, they need to have those relationships. And, and build those relationships so they so that they can be responsive in a timely manner so, and, you know and come with vision you know and, you know it's more than just give me money right all right we have this capital campaign and your money will go to x y and z so i you know i talked previously about structure we we, we need that structure yeah uh kofi did you want to finish your thoughts before you got sniped yeah, man. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's a rivalry. It's a budding rivalry, but it's still a rivalry. Now, is it BCU level rivalry? Is it Alcorn JSU rivalry? No, but it's gonna get there. Give it, give it a little time. It'll, it'll, it'll get up to a spot, and it'll never be BCU level rivalry. 
Yeah, fam, you, Jackson State will never be all corn Jackson State, Robert. But I think that it will have its own unique place. And, you know, people will come to respect it. I mean, you have to beat them if you want to freaking win the division. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, both schools want the prize. And uh, I'm excited about the OBC. So let's go. To the victors goes the spoils. I mean, just, just I mean, one, we're 59 days away from the start of our season. But, you know, that OBC game, we I mean, thought it was going to be big. We thought it was going to be big, but I really had no thought that it would carry 11 months, 12 months. I mean, you know, I thought it might be a four-month thing, but it really has non, turned in. Non-stop, bro. And, and let stop. me say this. You know, because this is all because we're all in the same division, right? Yes. You know, yes. but the games with Jackson State and FAMU are always except when family blows them out okay they're always close they're always close if you go back to the 70s the the is is close the game that we played for the playoffs it was a close ball game it was a five-point ball game the game when they played us in tally it was a three point it was a three or four point game then go back to jackson it was a one point game you know these games come down to the last Second, whether the teams are good, whether the teams suck, it does not matter. That game comes down, and that's that's something we just haven't been in a position where it really mattered like it does now. Right, right. Um, just to give an update, uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we'll have uh, BJ and Kendall Bowler joining us uh, here at the bottom of the hour. Let's do a quick recap from the 220 Club, that a lot of interesting information that came out of that. Um, of course, the 220 Club, uh, one of the directs, I don't know, would you call them a DSO, Kelvin? Um, I don't know if they're, official, they're affinity groups, what I call them. You know, they're one of the many of affinity groups who give through the foundation um, um, to support specifically athletics. Okay. Well, no. this, um, this, this past uh, uh, earlier today, they had Lynn Thompson, the uh, former Bethune Cookman athletic director who'd been on the job, I believe for about 30 years uh, or so. One of the longest tenures in HBCU athletics uh he's now working as a strategist for the MIAC um and of course he stepped down um, what he stepped down maybe in 2020 or actually he stepped down right before right before uh the SWAC uh right before Bethune uh and and fam joined the SWAC uh so some of the some of the talking points that came out of this uh, I know you had a chance to go back and watch this, Kelvin. Uh, I'm not sure how much of it you got a chance to watch, uh, Kofi. But I, I thought it was interesting that he let out of the bag, and this came, I guess, via – I don't know how much of this came from Vaughn sharing this with Mr. Thompson or what, but something about the fact that uh, the 100 
would be outfitted by Louis Vuitton. Like Louis Vuitton would be outfitting the hundred in new uniforms. I, you know, which was that was that was pretty interesting. You're why you seem suspect on that, Kofi. You know something? It's it's not like the you're not gonna see a Louis Vuitton band uniform. You know, right. that's sure. gonna have it's you know kind of like pep rallies, battle of the bands type stuff. You know, stuff like that. All right, all right. So. But still, hey, any chance you get, any chance you get new uniforms and you can get them Bro, completely paid for, that's huge. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, also, uh, Thompson gave a little background on the history of the Florida Classic. I found out it was interesting uh, talking again about how that all came to be. Uh, of course, the Classic is owned by FAMU and Bethune, managed by Florida Citrus, which then brings up what a lot of people have brought up lately, what we we're, we're clearing just a million but having an impact of 31 30 times that you know and what that means you know uh that that's the thing that has a lot of people scratching their heads so uh it'll be interesting to see and again there were, as was stated in this Orlando never made a bid for this and you know, I had had some people share that Orlando never made a bid for it. So the question is, will other will other cities have an opportunity to bid on this in upcoming years? Something well, to think about. Yeah, it's it's something that I don't think that we should necessarily let our leadership get away for not allowing the other cities to bid. It's irresponsible for us not to allow the other cities to bid, knowing that Tampa offered FAMU and Bethune-Cookman considerably more money to play the game in Tampa. You know, it causes Orlando to settle into their spot and give the schools less than what they really deserve. It's not right. You know, uh, we don't know what Miami would have offered. And I know that they would love to have a game as big as the Florida Classic. Jacksonville, um makes a ton of sense for both schools being that it's the closest to both schools um it just makes a ton of sense but when you don't allow the bid to take place it's just irresponsible and uh we can't allow that to continue all right um let's do this i know we got some more that we want to get through talking about the 220 club but we need to take a break before we get our next guest we've got uh BJ and Kendall ready to join us. Let's take a quick two-minute break. Come back with the Bowler Brothers on the other side. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like a loot machine. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. 
The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. For my people that don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are just like in Romans 3 See, we about to blow across the world just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people and this classic Bible teaching say Hey, this for my people that don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are just like in Romans 3 See, we about to blow across the world just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people and this classic Bible teaching Hey, hey motivation it's been difficult because i hadn't been able to see my grandchildren an expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them i miss all my friends in school visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision about covid19 vaccine nope nope you want him Ooh, i like him The quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU hey, so, diet, okay. as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, right. on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with right. Mike Watson yeah, and Charles. Yeah, we have to over to my phone. Sports lecture dismissed. Are you ready? It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th through the 31st. Blurds, nerds, and geeks from across the universe will converge on the capital city to see celebrity sorry, guests such as The Last Dragon, Tybok, Megan Tandy, and voice actor Dave Fennoy. Hey, how you doing? I'm voice actor Dave Fennoy with a shout out to all my geeks, freaks, and urban nerds. Just want to let you know I'm going to be there and I want to meet you. 
at the Urban NerdCon Gaming yeah, and yeah, Cosplay can hear event. Can hear it's happening yeah. July 29th through the 31st in Montgomery, Alabama. Hope you want to meet me as much as I want to meet you. So join us by visiting TheUrbanNerdCon.net for ticket and vendor information. This will be the premier blurred event in the universe. TheUrbanNerdCon.net Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Whether it's advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded, Coping 19 mm. provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic. Arkin, can you hear us? We can help. Yeah, yeah. Find can the you hear us? Resources that work best for you at coping-19.org. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean. Okay, welcome back, Rattler uh, Rattlin Nation. Brian, uh, Kelvin, and Kofi here, uh, back on the ONG Strike Zone. And I believe we've got our guests ready to join us right now. Uh, yes, join us live live from their homes in Tallahassee, Florida. It's uh, two of the, the baddest defensive backs in the Dark Cloud defense. Kendall Bowler on the left, Geis and BJ Bowler on the right. Fellas, how you doing tonight? Doing, doing good. well, doing hey, well. Is the audio working now? Yeah, yeah sir. We, yeah, we got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're we doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you guys for taking time out uh, to join us. Uh, I know it's uh, busy this time of year for you guys. Um, so let's let's kind of get into it. Let's chop it up a little bit. Um, uh, first off, for, for both of you guys, uh, as we kind of think back to – last season what are some of the some of your personal and team accomplishments that you're most proud of when you think back to last season we'll, we'll start with kendall uh we'll, we'll let we'll let the younger guy go first and then bj we'll let you uh finish it off so what are some of those right. accomplishments or, or things from the last year that you're most proud of when you think back to last season uh some companies that i'm really proud of you know our team we fought real hard you know cause we had a a rough start i should say because you know they say Jackson State game was a really hard game for us, but you know, we just came, we played them USF games, we came, we just had a nine win streak. I'm just proud of my team, and everything. We've been working real hard for it. How about you, BJ? Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, I agree with everything he said. Um I think uh one of our biggest accomplishments was we were ranked like the number one defense for a, a few a few weeks throughout the FCS, uh like toward that that the middle, you know, four five week four, five, six or whatever. 
Um, I think that's what I'm really most proud of. You know, my defense, we just work so hard. We fight so hard. We go out of there practice with the offense all the time. Uh, you know, anyone can tell, you know, we, we, we get after it. You know, we compete. Sometimes we fight a little bit, but that's what brothers do. Uh, and, of course, making it to the FCS playoffs. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, not mention that. That was a really big accomplishment, especially for a SWAC team, uh, and HBCU team. You know, that, that's a really big accomplishment. And um, I'm just proud of my guys for that. Um, BJ, from let me let me go to you for a second, BJ. From that from that season after that tough loss from the Jackson State game, and then knowing everything that you guys had to work for just to have the opportunity to play in the playoffs, what was the season grind like for you guys? Knowing that you know you you almost had to be flawless in, in so many words in the rest of the season just to have that opportunity. What was there any extra pressure that you felt uh you know talk a little bit about the journey after that opening game. Um well yeah like after after that loss you know it was very very tough loss for us and my you know me and my guys uh really you know probably the next day or the next two days after that you know we we got together we called a team meeting played on the meeting and said hey you know you know we know we lost this game so you know really the season kind of not really in our hands like that. So, you know, we can only control what we can control. So we just went out there week by week and, you know, just got after it. We knew that we were better than what we put on field uh, in Miami. But, um, you know, it was just a grind week after week. You know, we knew what we were capable of. You know, we knew that if we couldn't get to that uh, that celebration board, that we could possibly fight for the FCS playoffs uh, spot. And, you know, we did just that. So, you know, celebration board was out of our hands. Atlanta was out of our hands. But, you know, we got what we could we could have got, and which was uh, the FCS playoff bid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Kelvin, go ahead. Jump in there. So now y'all done had a, a year on your belt. You started, you know, you had a successful season. You come into a new season. Um, you had some guys who, who, who been around the program for a while uh, that left, you know, you know, in, in, in linebacker and in, in that safety position. Those guys are gone. So you all are, are the veterans now. Talk about um your, your leadership style how's i you know i'm seeing a lot of videos and i'm liking what i'm seeing that uh, it seems to be a hood you're working hard and everything just talk about you know stepping into more of a leadership role and how how things are going this summer so far for both of you uh, uh, yeah the, um summer's going really well you know we got to push the guys in the work room to get better each and every day you know we got a lot of freshmen coming in you know they're trying to take the easy route but we just got to keep pushing each other each and every day to make sure you try to get better. And yeah, uh, growing up, you know, I've always been just a natural born leader. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thankful God blessed me with that. Uh, so, you know, I lead, I'm a, I'm a vocal leader as well as, uh, you know, I lead by example. You know, everyone kind of always wonder, you know, hey, you know, this kid, he's only so big, so tall. How's he living just as much as me? How's he running something just as fast as me? You know, I put in the work day in and day out. My teammates see that. That's why, you know, we always in the weight room fighting with each other. Oh, BJ, I'm doing more than you. Oh, Land, I'm doing more than you. So, you know, it's a, it's a competition. You know, we all fight. You know, like I say, it's a grind. It's a brotherhood. And we all, you know, so we go out there together. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's all that is. You know, we all grind and make each other better. And sharp and line. Yes, that was a competition in the weight room. <laughs> okay, so a follow-up to that real quick. Uh, what's your expectations? What accomplishments do each one you all want to see, both as first as a team, but then individually. This uh, this season, I'm trying to get that SWAC championship. I'm trying to win that celebration, but I'm trying to win it all. And as season goes, I'm really trying to lead the SWAC in interceptions this season. 
Okay, and yeah, I can I can uh, agree with that. Of course, the celebration board would be sweet. You know, knocking whoever off on the other side of the swag first of all, and then getting that 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 championship in the in Atlanta. And personally, um, personally, I what I want to do. I ain't never thought about it too. Much. I think I just I just want I just want to top I just want to top everything that I did last season. I had four four picks last season, twelve PBUs, fifty sometimes. I really just want to just top myself at every stat. Just you know, keep on striving to get better each and each season. So that's probably my goal right there. Well said, well said. Kofi, go ahead. Hubba, fellas. Well, you know, first off, I want to say you guys, uh, you know, um, obviously made an impact because I'm sitting up at the spring game, and I look up, and then there's Mercer's football team that comes, and they're sitting down in front of us. I'm like, Why these, where do these jokers come from? Are they looking to transfer? What they looking to do? But they was like, man, we coming to support our boy, man. We coming to support our boy, man. So, uh, obviously, you made a big impact, um, even in Bear Nation, so to speak. Um, I think yeah, that there. that would be an amazing game, uh, fam. You playing Mercer? <laughs> um, I think that'd be a crunk game, personally. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be a really good game. I mean, I call them boys each and every day. We they still talk trash, talk about they could see they want to play as each and every. Day. But yeah, that'd be a really good game, I believe. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, we, we do a lot of trash talking with them boys because because they were they they got kicked out of the the top twenty five and out of the FCS playoffs and we got put in it. So you know, we do a lot of bickering, a lot of bantering back and forth. But you know, it's all out of love. It would be a good game though for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, look, man. So going into this year, there's been a lot of talk about the defense. I think the defense was probably one of the best in FAMU's history last year. But even in the spring game, I was noticing just, um, I don't know if my eyes was playing tricks, but it seemed like the defense got faster and more explosive um, this year. So what do you guys think? You think you guys are having the ability to maybe top what you all did last year or is it going to be on par? Uh, I, be, I think we'll be able to top what we did last year, of course. Like I said, um, we've, been, we've been putting in work. I feel like this year we're a little bit more loose, you know, not as tight. I feel like last year, you know, we, we were kind of, we kind of got a little bit big headed, you know, like I said, we were one of the top FCS defenses, you know, we were one of the top pad defenses, run defenses. So I feel like this year we're a little bit more loose, you know, saying so we kind of just laying back, laying back a little bit, just playing our game, having fun, doing us. And, uh, you know, our strength coach, Coach Forney, you know, he's definitely pushing us, you know, on the weight room, on the field. So I think that has something to do with us getting bigger, faster, stronger. But, um, you know, I think, I think we're going to be, you know, an even better team than last year, even better defense than last year. We got some good guys coming in, got some key transfers coming in. You know, I'm not going to say too much. I don't know who's all watching, but I think I think we're going to be really good uh, this upcoming season for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we're going to have a way better season than last year with defense going up for Yeah, you, you best believe they they watching. A lot of them, a lot of them folks from some of them. Yeah, uh, I see them in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, in, they, in the, they in there. They in there. They watching. They know. Hey, uh, Kendall, let me ask, uh, because you you uh you, you got you had a great season running there at the at, in the middle of the season, early middle of the season, and then of course you had a, a season ending injury that took you out of the last couple games of the year. Uh first off, how how has your recovery been from the injury? How are you feeling? And and then secondly, what kind of motivation was that for you when you saw you know, obviously, you saw your brother have a great uh, end of the regular season in the Florida Classic. You you weren't there to be with your team as they went into that playoff game. 
how did that motivate you in the spring during your rehab process and right now and you're going through the summer? Uh, my recovery is going really well. It's, it feel like nothing even happened to my elbow at that point. Uh, I've been going to the weight room, doing rehab. I got an MRI, everything's well. Uh, everything's going well on my elbow. And what's really motivating me, probably my brother, because that game I got hurt, he had a he had a great game. He had two interceptions. He went just go out there and doing his thing. And the next game against BCU, he won the um, MVP of the class. He did the best he could do out there. He just really showing me a way, just paving the way for me, basically. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and and BJ, you talked about that natural leader uh, that that you are. What was it like there? You know, for for you. I mean, your brother has he he was he was tracking towards. He was having a great season, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't there with you and your teammates. What was that like for you? And and uh, how how did you keep him uh, with his head up and and keep him motivated uh, during the course of the, his rehab? Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was a bit tough seeing seeing your brother go down. I mean, of course, I see you know my brother go down on the team, but when you see your own blood go down, you know it's kind of a little, you know, you, you shed a little tear with that one. But um, but you know, I, I told him, you know, what I'm saying I got us, you know, I'm gonna ball out for me and you. That's why I went out there and got two pick versus UAPB. Um, but but yeah, but yeah, man, you know, just him going down made me want to go even harder. Cause I know if he was out here, you know, he was out here playing with me on the other side, that he would have been going just hard for me. So so you know, I, I just laid it all, I just laid it all out on the line for him. For him and the rest of my brothers on the field and then we went out there and we got it man so so you know it's definitely uh you know sucks to see see that happen but you know had to pick up the slack in the back end knowing that the other ball is down you know yes sir yes sir go ahead kelvin so bj you know i've you know you've given some a lot of uh accolades preseason um with uh players to watch you know, potential HBCU players going to the next level and so forth. I've never really heard you talk about those kind of things, those individual things, but I'm sure they're, they're goals of your, of yours. So, you know, there's some expectation there. Tell me how you approaching that whole situation in terms of expectation. I know you have expectation of your own self. So, so kind of just talk about that. I mean, going to the league, going to the league has always been a very, very, very big, you know, big dream of mine, you know, growing up. Um, throughout, throughout my college years, I've kind of almost lost sight of it a little bit just because, you know, I've kind of always been more, more of a student than an athlete. You know, I've always been really big on my future, real big on, you know, being successful in life. You know, I know football is going to come to an end. So throughout my college, I've kind of always been thinking about, you know, what's next after football? What am I going to major in? What am I going to get my degree in? What I want to do in life? And forgetting that, you know, I'm, I'm really talented, you know, I'm strong, fast, you know, I'm not the biggest, but you know, I can play football. So now I'm getting these kind of accolades and, you know, it's, you know, it just shows me that people are watching, people are seeing that, hey, you know, this kid can play ball, this kid can, you know, he can run with the guys, he can hit with the guys, he can jump with the guys. So that's just, that's just all really motivated me just to, you know, up my game even more. So now it's like kind of dreams to kind of turn into reality, knowing that these people are here believe in me a little bit. So, you know, why not believe in myself knowing that I can do so yeah, it's just it's just all, all motivation, man. It's all motivation, especially seeing uh Marquise Bell, my boy, go to the next level. That's just you know just just big time. So you know I, I love I love all, all the all the hype, but I don't, I don't dwell on it too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. man. Go ahead, so Kof. let's get it, man. So what games we looking forward to, man? And what can we expect <laughs> from this 2022 <laughs> version of the mighty fam you rattlers man what games are we looking forward to 
you know, this season is going to be a really interesting season. All these transfers going to all these new schools or whatever. But game looking forward to, you know, definitely Jackson State. We got to get that back. We definitely got to get that back. Uh, Jackson State, I'm going to say Southern. That North Carolina game going to be real well, too. I feel like we, we really got a shot to get them boys. I'm going to say Bethune, you know, Bethune definitely. You know, that's where that rivalry go way back. And probably, I'm going to say A&M. Yeah, that, yeah. So, so games for me, what I'm looking for this year, I mean, he said it, you know, so he hit on the head already. Jackson State, I mean, everybody know what the deal is in the swag. It's either going to be fam or, you know, Jackson State. Uh, you know, I didn't have my best game against them last year. That might have been my worst, you know, college football game. So I definitely got a bone to pick with them for sure. Um, but other than that, you UNC, you know, that's the FBS game. So, of course, I want to ball out in that. Uh, that would be a great, a great game for, you know, scouts or whoever to look at. You know, I definitely want to – Wanna put all out there. Um and what what else? What else? What else? And probably I see I ain't thinking about grandma. grandma. And probably Southern. I mean I, I like I like Southern. I got I got a couple homeboys, uh Benny and B. Sean's quarterback transfer and the cornerback transfer. They they brothers just like me and my brother. So I'm really looking forward to that game as well, uh, at home. Yes, sir. Man, y'all have like a total like ten game winning streak. Is eleven now? Uh game winning streak at home. So yeah. um, you know, obviously what is what is the vibe like when you all step into Bragg versus being on the road? Bragg's definitely lives like a whole different world in there, man. The fans go crazy, you know, you got the marching one hundred just sounding off, you know, it just it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be there. You you on the field, you're hearing that band going, you just you know a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, you know, it's me and Kendall first year here at FAMU, and uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere. I feel like I'm almost at a club or at a, at a, at a, at a house party or something playing in Bragg. I feel like it's, I feel like it's hard for other teams to play in Bragg because you know you got the yeah. fans right up breathing on your neck. You got marching 100. You got DJ Loops kid up in the in the press box. So you know, I love playing in Bragg, and everybody know what time it is when they come to Bragg. You know, we don't lose that Bragg. We've been saying that, and we're gonna keep on saying that we don't lose that Bragg. So yeah. Last thing before not, I not turn a, it back over to my boys, man. That AM game when you all were like 18 down, like what was that what was that vibe like on the sideline and what got y'all crunk? The vibe was really rough. You know, it was rough, but you know, we got to just sit down and talk it out. You know, we had to sit down and talk it out, talk to the offense, we talked to the defense, we had to get it together, make a plan and go strike with it. Yeah, that was that was definitely uh that, that was definitely tough right there. Being down 18 points to another, you know, really strong offensive team in the swag uh, with a kill glass out there. It was definitely, it was definitely tough being down 18, but you know, offensive guys kept on, you know, repeating, hey, you know, I got us, I got us, I got us. Hey, we got y'all boys because you know, I mean, they, you know, they kind of we we, we were doing what we could do, but they kind of put us in some bad situations here and there, you know, scooping scores, picks, you know, down in the red zone. So the boys were like, hey, hey, we got us, we got us. So you know, we bleed in the offense, put our faith in them boys, and, you know, the next thing you know, Bishop Bonnet running 80, 90 yards to the touchdown. So, you know, we, stayed, we just stayed the course and we bleed in them boys. We had faith, and they, they, they put it out for us. Hey, uh, yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know, but you guys, you guys are you guys are now legacy rattlers, you know, because you know your family, your family were rattlers. Uh, obviously, uh, besides you two, your, your sister, she's a cheerleader. Um, talk a little bit about what's it what's it like as you know when you hear the stories from your pop and your and your grandpa. I know your grand, I know I, I know them, so I know what kind of stories they tell. 
Uh, good storytellers, by the way. Uh, so I, I know you guys hear the stories, but what what's it like to be those legacy rattlers where now you can, you know, you, you heard the stories and now you're experiencing it. You're putting on the uniform and the helmet. You're out there you're supporting, uh, you know, your siblings. Uh, talk a little bit about what it's like to, to, to be rattlers and, and carry on the legacy that the, the people uh, that before you, that they set the, set the blaze, set the trail for. Uh, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to be a legacy at, you know, such a prestigious, you know, historic university. Like I say, I hear stories all the time from my dad, uh, my godfather, Clay, if you're watching Clay, what up? <laughs> but, uh, just hearing all those stories really makes me want to go back to, to those times, the eighties and nineties back when they was in school. Cause it seemed, it seemed like it was jumping, like it was so lit. And uh, I mean, you know, now we kind of battling, battling COVID a little bit. You know, we kind of getting slowly getting over the hump. But you know, it's just 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 an amazing amazing feeling just to you know be on the same campus. You know, walk the same quad. You know, touch the same rattling head that my parents did. And you know, now I got my my sister here as well. So it's just it's just an awesome feeling just to have all the bowlers up on campus. And you know, it's just like I said, just a historic you know prestigious university. And I'm just glad that you know I'm able to you know live it and live it up just like how they did. Definitely. Same way, Kendall. You feel the same? Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, it's definitely a blessing that we all up here. You know, it's not you. You never see that much to see your brother and sister all on the same cause at the same time. You know, it just it's really a blessing. Yeah. All right, all right, Kelvin. I'll let you. I'll let you close out with the final question uh, for for uh, for Kendall and or uh, BJ. Okay. Well, um, so uh, what? First of all, are y'all how's classes going? How many hours are y'all taking during during the summer, and um, how close are y'all to finishing finishing up your degrees? Uh, this summer I'm taking six classes. Classes going really well, also, and I should be graduating next spring. Okay, health science major. Yeah, it's going really well. Okay, okay. yeah, we're taking uh, six hours right now in the summer. Got to get that financial aid. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I graduated in the fall, and I graduated in the fall with uh, my my IDS IDS major, and in the spring uh, with health science as well. And I plan on going to nursing school after football said and done. There you go. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Good information. I will leave it right there. Uh, All righty. All right. Hey, uh, guys, before we let you sorry. Why? Why is he sorry for doubting us? Why? Why is he sorry? No, nah, you know, Scotty got on, you know, bowlers and stuff after that Jackson State game. He was like, man, but they killed it, man. Like after the um, J State game it was just off chain, man. So, yes, sir. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, guys, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, give a shout out to anybody you want to give a shout out to. Any plugs? Let people know where they can find you, where they can follow you. Uh, so I'll give it over to you guys right now. Uh, I'm gonna shout out to my mom and dad. I'm sure they're watching right now. My sister. I'm gonna shout out to uh, all my coaches: Coach Smitty, Coach Limpy, <laughs> Coach Simmons. Everybody, you know. Uh, Y'all can follow me on Instagram at that boy Kendall T H A T B O I K E N D A L L. You know. Oh uh, yeah, same thing. Same thing. Shout out to the fam, of course. You know, mom, dad, love y'all. Sister, uh, grandma. You know, all, all the family members. You know, I love all y'all. Shout out to all my coaches. Uh, shout out to Clay. Uh, and shout out to whoever, whoever watching this and, and is a part of the the bowler train, man. You know we got we got a lot in store. We got a lot coming this year, so just stay tuned. Let's yes, go, sir. yes sir. 
Hey, uh, y'all barbecue for the fourth. What's up? Y'all barbecuing for the fourth? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I think I think we'll have a little a little team barbecue up here for the fourth. You know, we got a, a couple teammates that swear they can cook that that know that thing they can put out on the grill. So, yeah, so we, I think we might, we might have a little cook off on the fourth. You know, shoot some fireworks up. You know, have, have a little a little, a little fellowship with 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 the guys. Well, don't get shot in the eye. That's all I need. Don't yeah, y'all be careful. Oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Please, yes, sir. We don't want to hear any, we will any be. stories. <laughs> be careful. Oh no, nah, no, nah, oh, Hey, uh, guys, yes, anytime you guys are like, you guys are like family. So anytime you guys want to come on, you just give us a call or, or, or hit your, hit your grand, grandfather up, your godfather, tell him to, uh, tell him to hit me up or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you guys, we always got a spot for you here. So we want to hear you, uh, maybe sometime during the season, we'll look to maybe get you guys on and, and, and talk a little bit more as we get going. All right. Uh, less than 60 days away from the start of the season. You guys ready? Oh, oh Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, man, we ready. We ready for this season. Like I said, it's a big one. Uh, I look forward to being back on here. I might, I might tune back in after this Jackson State game for for them fans in the comments. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to being back on here, man. Thank y'all for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you, we guys. appreciate you. Be well this summer, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the field when it's time to get rolling. All right. Yes. Sir. All right. Thank oh. you. All right. All right. All right. That's. Uh, that's uh, Kendall and uh, BJ Bowler uh, again. Uh, shout out to uh, the Godfather. Shout out to Dad Geisen. Uh, you know, that's that's how that's that's how you know you're old when you went to school with people's daddies and watching their sons. You know, and it's like, wow, we're we're officially old. Thirty years, thirty years. It's been thirty years. So some of us a little bit more. So. Uh, shout out to, I know I saw a few folks in there. I think, uh, dad was in the chat room. I saw him in the YouTube chat room. Uh, so hopefully you guys, uh, make sure you go on Twitter, Instagram, go hit up the guys, Kendall and BJ, let them know you appreciate them coming on the show. That's how we like to keep this thing, uh, rolling, uh, showing some love and appreciation wherever we can. All right. We got to quickly get through a couple of things as we hit an overtime. I know Mel's like, Oh no, not overtime. Sorry. We got to go quick overtime, two-minute drill here, Kelvin and Kofi. Uh, we got to finish talking about the 220 Club. Uh, give me some takeaways that you got from the – there was a couple of announcements, Kelvin. You want me to go through them, or I just bulleted a whole bunch of stuff? Anything you want to bullet or uh, get out that I saw, that you saw, whatever, whatever? Or you want me to just go through the list? You can just go through the list. I think I, mean, I lost him. Okay. Yeah, no, so jump in. Anytime list. you – all right, so here we go. Rattler Boosters. So we, last thing I left off talking about Lynn Thompson. Uh, Rattler Boosters came up and let people know that they contributed over $21,000 to new video equipment for the football program. Uh, so shout out to the Rattler Boosters for that. They also, just mark your calendars, everybody. Saturday, August 20th is the volleyball and football kickoff luncheon hosted by the Rattler Boosters. Now, again, that's Saturday, August 20th. That's one weekend before our game against who? North Carolina on the 27th. North we, Carolina. You, guys, we are nine Saturdays away. Nine Saturdays from our first game. Literally, it'll be here before you know it. 50 less than 59 days. Um, from 12 to 2 p.m., that is when the luncheon will take place. Now, something they're doing different this year 
they're selling tables. So they're selling tables of eight for $400. Now, here's what goes to that table. It's actually for seven people because sitting with each table will be a member of the football program or the volleyball program. So if you want to sponsor a table and you have six other people, you know, total of seven, you can buy a table for $400. Uh, I'm told if I did the math correctly, they've got about 80 tables to sell. Do the math. That's a nice fundraiser. Uh, following the luncheon from 12 to 2, they will have the fan day, which is free. And I think that's where they do the autographs with the posters and stuff like that. That will happen from two to four. And so you can go to Rattler Boosters. You can look into that. I don't, I'm assuming, I don't know the Rattler Booster website offhand to direct you to it, but be looking out for that or go to the Rattler Boosters website. Uh, also from the 220 Club meeting, uh, July 20th, if, uh, I don't know, are the, are the 220 Club luncheons open or do you have to pay to be a part of the 220 club to be a part of those luncheons they do accept uh donations but uh I, there's nobody at the doors you know collecting money when you come in gotcha um that, that's, uh, just, that's believe... just the okay gotcha gotcha uh eddie uh jackson said i believe on the 20th the 20th luncheon they will have a luncheon on july 6th and then two weeks after that on july 20th they will be honoring uh george the godfather thompson he's 94 years old one of the last two legends there was some kind of this i don't know i don't know if you think about how many people still work with jake gaither that are still alive uh george thompson is one of two maybe three but one of two at least so they will be honoring him recognizing him at that July 20th luncheon. So you guys who uh, want to be a part of that, find your way there um, uh, and, and you can do so. Uh, A.D. Smith, Michael Smith, interim A.D. came up and spoke as well, talked about the stadium is still on schedule to be ready uh, for the first home game. Uh, you mentioned it, Kelvin, that he went up to Pennsylvania to take a look at the, the, the press, press box. box. Uh, which is being constructed. I'm assuming they're constructing it up in Pennsylvania and then they'll drive it down to Tallahassee uh, for install. So uh, he said that looks good. Uh, he also reminded people again, season ticket renewals in June 30th. Uh, you can get that link on Ticketmaster. Actually, you can get that link if you go to famuathletics.com. That's where you can find that link for your uh, memberships as well uh seatbacks you it's funny you mentioned seatbacks so chairbacks so i know there was a lot of back and forth going on about whether they were going to allow people to bring in those chairbacks and uh they will allow chairbacks this year i think he he didn't have air quotes or all capital letters but i by the way he emphasized it if this were in text he would be all caps this year so it sounded like it's a concession for one year. Uh, if you want to bring in chairbacks, you can, but but they have to be approved. They have to be a certain size. So if I don't know what it's going to be like going to the airport where you have a certain size carry-on luggage, and if it doesn't fit those dimensions, you won't be able to uh, bring that chair back. So 
once those once those come out, you want to take a look at that. Uh, anything else from Michael Smith that you might have heard that I missed, uh, Kelvin? I think that was no, pretty much you, it. Yeah, yeah, I think you covered it all. That's that's the you got all the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Last but not least, Marvin Green, who's the director of the FAMU Sports Hall of Fame did make an announcement that the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony will take place the night before the first game of the year, September 9th. Uh, that's the day before the home opener. They are moving it to Lee Hall. Apparently, Lee Hall has gone through some re uh, renovations. So they're going to do more of a ceremony-style thing in the Lee Hall Auditorium where they're going to probably create uh, an atmosphere with some videos and – and let the speakers come up on stage and speak, whatever, whatever. So it's a little bit different style this year. And then they're going to do a post-ceremony reception over at the Grand Ballroom. So if you're interested in being a part and attending the FAMU Sports Hall of Fame, uh, that will be $75, the tickets. I don't know the website for the Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, how have they done that in the past, Kelvin, in terms of selling tickets? Do you know? Uh, generally you, you, uh, go to members of the committee and, um, they, they'll have tickets. Um, I believe they've made it available through, um, the, the ticket office at times, but, mm -hmm. um, as far as being online and so forth, I, I don't know if that option is going to be available or not. Okay. Okay. Um, did you guys, let's see, a lot of people were interested for, you know, a lot of people had an interest in what was uh coach pillow of our family women's basketball team doing, huh? Uh, well, we've got, yeah, we're up to four new, possibly five. I don't know. It's kind of, it's maybe not official official. But uh, we've got two new and, and an international flavor at that. So the two latest recruits, we talked about the two recruits last week, the two latest recruits to join the program. I may butcher these names up, so <clears throat> bear with me. I'm going to apologize well in advance for these uh, names that I might. We've got a young lady, um, Yvette Subirats, Subirats, uh she is uh, a transfer from Ball State University. She's from Serdinola del Valles, Spain. She's from Spain. Uh, but anyway, she's a she's a five nine junior up, guard. You, you awful. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sorry. Dang, bro. Like you talking? I don't know what language you talking, bro. <laughs> You guys, okay, hold on. I'm going to let you guys try the next name then. Uh -uh. Okay? Since, you no, be, sir. since you want to be critical, uh, Yvette, Yvette, I believe, is the first name. Uh, last name, Subarats. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying my best here, fellas. All right. Uh, anyway, she's uh, she played two seasons at Ball State, 5'9 guard. Uh, played as a true freshman and as a sophomore, primarily off the bench, but uh, she did play uh, a role, uh, probably averaging anywhere from 13 to 15 minutes a game. I think she is a good transfer, probably in terms of somebody looking for some more time. Um, she has a background in 
uh, international. She has some international pedigree prior to going to Ball State. So it wasn't like she got over here to America <clears throat> and, and couldn't play. Uh, she's got some club experience in Europe, which if you're familiar, you're probably playing against older folks uh, at, at those levels. And she's won. She's had some some wins under her belt from overseas, from Spain. Uh, so that'll be an interesting pickup. And then also just recently dropped, and I, if you guys are on FAMU Women's Basketball on Twitter, you saw this one come across. Uh, Ariana Grizzle, uh, she's a transfer from Alabama, the University of Alabama. She's from Toronto, Canada. She's another 5'9 guard. She's a senior, played three seasons at Alabama, um, not very much playing time over the three years, but very similar to Yvette, uh, experience overseas. She had some good experience and some wins. She, some, she had some successful stats uh, uh, in her time in Canada, so a little international flavor. And then the one that I think was most interesting, but it's I don't know how official this is yet because obviously we haven't seen FAMU tweet this out. This has come from her people, but possibly a young lady from England uh, by the name of Molly James. Um, and uh, she played for uh, Gloucester City Basketball Club. Uh, she had a few 20-point games, but there is video highlights of Miss James, and uh, she looks like she can play. So uh, she's another one, probably looks about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, um, so uh, hopefully we can get Coach Pillow on here in the next week or two and get her to tell us a little bit about these players. You know, a lot of people were talking about, what is Coach Pillow doing? Y'all got her on milk cartons and all this other foolishness talking about, you know, the Instagram team and all this other stuff. That's, that's great. So, uh, uh, yeah, this, the stats, uh, there's, uh, go, go look at the accolades. The accolades are there. I don't know what the stats are from Canada, Scotty, but you can go look, you can go look at the accolades and she's won some championships. She's been, to, she's been on some first teams and, you know, she, she's, she's what she's got some wins under her belt. I don't know if the girl, I don't know what she did. All right. I, I, I didn't do that much investigative reporting, but uh, maybe over the next week, we'll see what we can dig up. Um, all right. Any, uh, any final thoughts, Kofi or Kelvin that you want to add before we get out of here? Man, I, I'm excited, man. It, football season is right around the corner. And so it's, it's about to get, it's beginning to look a lot like football season. And uh, that means that this the the news and the the I want to say the additional signings that are on the way are going to blow people's minds. So I'm looking forward to that. And also, you know, um, support the Strike at Youth Arts Project, guys. This is this is major. This is a big deal um, for our community as we look to uh, provide additional options for our youth to develop. And uh, the Strike at Youth Arts Project is one of those things. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin, any thoughts? Yes, I want to just make sure, you know, wish everybody, you know, safe the um, weekend. Make sure, you know, those who traveling like myself, you know, be careful out there, be patient, you know, 
gas high, flights getting canceled, all that good stuff. So, you know, plan in advance and uh, be patient and take necessary precautions. You know, COVID is not gone yet. So so you want to make sure you, you, you still, you know, follow all the CDC guidelines and so forth. And then, like you all, uh, you know, it's it's it, for me, it, in all intents and purposes, it's football season now. We're going to start having all these conference media days in the next couple of weeks and so forth. Uh, the Rattlers report to camp, if I'm not mistaken, July 27th. Uh, so, so you know, um, you know, let's 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 get our season tickets. Let's uh get our all our Rattler gear and let's go support them 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 Rattlers and. Well, well said. Um, I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, I didn't get a chance to we'll talk about it next week, but pretty interesting stuff coming out of Jacksonville with regard to what they're doing with uh, the big game that they chose to set up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because I personally think that will open the door if Jacksonville, if the city of Jacksonville plays this right. This could open the door up to some big opportunities, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, that that's that's what they managed to put together a big time showdown in uh, in what do they call that stadium there in Jacksonville? The bank. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, big time swack matchup. Uh, Bethune Cookman get a chance to make some money and, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I can see some future FAMU games possibly being played there. I, look, they if they do it right, every year they can have a SWAC showdown featuring either Bethune or FAMU versus a big-time SWAC opponent in that stadium every year if they play it right. So, uh, or that's South Carolina State. Of, ooh, I, there you go. I like the idea of that. South Carolina State, yeah, mate, hey. We both we both play South Carolina State. That 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 would be an ideal game, neutral side game for either one of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, we're uh we got more to talk about next week, next show. Uh, thank you to everybody. Make sure you guys go download the Jericho Broadcast Networks app. My JBN or my BCSN is where you can find it on the Google Play or the Apple Store. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Send any thoughts and comments you might have to ONG Strike Zone at gmail.com. Again, want to thank our guests, Shapiro Hardiman, uh, Kendall, and BJ Bowler. Appreciate the guests. Appreciate all you guys coming into the chat rooms and interacting with us. Uh, shout out to our moderator in there, Dr. Lori, and our producer behind the scenes, Melody Lucas. We got her. She's going to become a rattler one day. Uh, she's, I think we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't she show hype. her the light. She's ready. We didn't show she fired she's up, ready. ready. She's ready to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, you guys be safe over the 4th of July. Pray for your boy. Cause I got a lot of moving to do. I need all the prayer and prayer I can get. So, uh, might have a new background come next week. Cause I might be, who knows where I'll be. I might be on the road doing shows for the next few weeks, but anyway, that'll be it, uh, for Kofi, for Kelvin, I'm Brian. Wish you guys a safe 4th of July weekend, and we'll see you after the uh, holiday. Rally Nation, make sure to strike, strike, and strike again tonight.